Welcome into the latest edition of the Saturday Down South recruiting podcast, Recruiting Down South. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael W. Bratton. Today's show, we got a really good guest lined up. We've got Andrew Bone. He's a recruiting reporter for Alabama Insider, the Alabama Rivals affiliate. And we'll talk about the early signing day period, just his thoughts overall on what, what occurred there and how Alabama handled that. You know, it was kind of new for everyone, obviously, so we weren't quite sure what uh, came of it. But now that we have, we have some stuff to talk about there, I also asked him about Alabama's remaining targets. Uh, there's some still some some elite players that Alabama's chasing after, a quarterback. And uh, I also wanted to ask him about Jeremy Pruitt leaving, uh, how that's going to affect this recruiting class and what that could potentially do for Tennessee. Uh, I w- also wanted to ask him about, you know, people writing about Kirby Smart essentially being a better recruiter than Nick Saban. And Alabama actually suffered a big decommitment the other day, so I got his thoughts on that. Of course, I couldn't not ask him about the upcoming national title game against Georgia, so he gives us his thoughts on that. So before we get to our conversation with Andrew Bone, got a little bit of housekeeping to do here. I wanted to talk to you about my bookie. Uh, you know, bowl season is obviously here, and it's time to get to action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Sign up for mybookie.ag today and get paid when you win. MyBookie is the hookup for all your betting needs. And you can even deposit using Bitcoin, if that's your thing. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the bowl games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site SDS recommends. But you don't have to take our word for it. Just check them out for yourselves. They have odds on every matchup as well as live betting on all NFL and bowl games. So go ahead and join MyBookie and they'll match your deposit up to 50% bonus using promo code SDS to activate. Once again, that's promo code SDS to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. All right, now let's jump into our call with Andrew Bone, Alabama Insider. Today's guest is Andrew Bone, recruiting reporter for Bama Insider, which is, of course, the Alabama rival site. Uh, you can give Andrew a follow on Twitter, at Andrew J. Bone. Uh, how's it going today, Andrew? Hey, it's going good. Going real good. Oh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you there. Yeah, I just want to say thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, the first thing I wanted to, to ask you about was just the early signing day period. I'm sure you've kind of talked about this ad nauseum. You're probably ready to move on, but... I'm just curious, what are your thoughts uh, after we've experienced the first signing day period? And, you know, of course, Alabama, from what I understand, they, they just don't really have the scholarships to offer this cycle. But it is interesting to see them all the way down at number seven. It's, it's pretty incredible that we can say all the way down. But uh, what are your thoughts on Alabama being number seven right now in the nation, according to Rivals Recruiting Rankings? And just your overall thoughts on the early signing period. Yeah, well, you know, you look at Alabama's recruiting class, and it's it's not it's not normally uh, normally below you know the top three. It's uh, currently sitting at number seven, and you know, Alabama still has several guys that they're recruiting that they hope to sign between now and in that first Wednesday in February, and you know guys that they feel like they have a really good chance with, and guys that they'll bring in for official visits, and they'll have in-home visits with throughout the uh, throughout the next month. Well, I think they still have a good chance to uh, to finish with a top five recruiting class. Uh, you know, will it potentially be a top three class? Uh, it just depends on uh, you know, who they end up getting. Uh, you know, they've got some big time targets who are still out there. Some guys who are 
uh, highly rated uh, five-star type guys that they could end up signing and uh, you know could really push this class to a, uh, a top three class that they're going to have to uh, you know, really hit on these guys next uh, this this next month for for them to uh, for them to close strong. But then um, yeah, you look back at the uh, at the signing day on the early signing period, uh, December the twentieth. You know, what happened with Alabama? Yeah, Alabama was able to get, uh, I believe, two commitments on that day. Uh, Yabi and Noma, five-star defensive end, who will be an outside linebacker, kind of an edge rusher uh, in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, five-star defensive end, outside linebacker out of Baltimore. And then Christian Barmore, a four-star defensive tackle out of uh, Philadelphia. Big-time need for Alabama on that defensive front. Uh, they've really got got to get some bodies and uh, Barmore was one of those kids that they uh, targeted early on that they really liked. Uh, you know, I, I say early on, early on in his senior season, he really kind of emerged as a senior, and then Alabama extended him an offer, and uh, the rest was history. So, so right now, Alabama's sitting pretty good, but you know, still got to get some uh, some big name guys down the road. But early signing period, it was a lot of people say it was a headache. You know, some people say they enjoyed it. Alabama did lose a kid. Um, on signing day, uh, Nadab Joseph, who ended up flipping from uh, from Alabama to Georgia, um, but you know, it's uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how we move forward with uh, with this. You know, will, will it stay the same? Uh, you know, will they decide to uh, to eliminate the early signing period? I mean, there's just so much that goes on with um, you know with recruiting because you just don't know. You know, are these guys going to uh, you know do coaching staff need to go and do their in home visits? in December because they don't know for sure if these guys are going to sign on December the 20th. You know, they're kind of, uh, you know, taking a risk going, going yeah. and doing an in-home visit with them. If these kids decide, we want to wait until February. That kind of eliminates uh, a college coach, a head coach's ability to go and have an in-home visit with them. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion about it over the course of the next several months. And you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, this is the first time it happened, and you know, a lot of times when you when you do it the first time, you know, there's going to be a lot of kinks in it, and you know, a lot of things are going to have to get ironed out. So I'm sure they're going to try to figure out, you know, what went wrong, uh, you know, what was right about it, and then uh, then just kind of go from there and, and figure out what they can do to make it better. Yeah, and obviously, as you state, you know, this is the first time we've gone through this, not only for, you know people like us that, that cover this stuff, but all, of course for the, for the coaches and the teams. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask you about one guy in particular, um, outside linebacker Quay Walker. He's an Under Armour All-American. He's committed to Alabama, but he didn't sign with Alabama during the early signing period. Uh, how is Alabama handling that? And uh, are, are they, do they still consider him as a player that they'll likely sign? Or uh, do you think that he ultimately goes elsewhere? Well, it's it's kind of a toss-up right now what he's going to end up doing because uh, he said that he wasn't going to talk to the media while he was down at the Under Armour All-America game. Uh, he has given out a few quotes regarding uh, regarding his recruitment. And, you know, from what he's kind of saying down there, it, it almost feels like he's you know, on the edge of flipping his commitment or reopening his commitment because he's saying that, that he has such a close relationship with Jeremy Pruitt and now Jeremy Pruitt's going to Tennessee. He's also saying someone's telling him that I don't know what school's telling him or if it's uh, you know or just different people or, you know, in his community or whoever it may be that, that uh, now his recruiter Derek Ansley 
is going elsewhere as well. And, and I don't think that's the case. I think Derek Ansley's pretty safe uh, in Tuscaloosa and, and plans on being there for a while. So, you know, he keeps saying that you know, these different coaches are leaving Alabama. So kind of making his decision you know, a little uneasy. So we'll see what happens over the course of the next month. Now, Alabama's certainly going to press hard to keep him because they really need – uh, someone like him uh, part of the, in part of their recruiting class and, uh, and it, part of their future because they, they really think very highly of him and they think he can be an elite player in Alabama's defense. Uh, Auburn, Georgia, uh, even Tennessee are all in the mix. Uh, you know, if I had to pick one school that I think that could flip him, it would probably be Georgia because he, he's a, you know, he loves Georgia. Georgia's uh, kind of always been one of his favorite schools and they've been recruiting him uh, very hard uh, lately. So I'd really watch out for Georgia there. Auburn's in it. Um, yeah, I don't see him going to Tennessee, even though Jeremy Pruitt's there. Uh, he likes Florida State a little bit, but I don't, I don't think he'll end up going to Florida State. But you can expect Alabama to really turn up the heat with him uh, next month, uh, or excuse me, this month, uh, with uh, with Tasha Poy, uh, Derek Ansley, and, um, and also Nick Saban. Nick Saban still has uh, his in-home visit with, uh, with Quay Walker this month, so I'm sure he'll be pressing hard to, uh, to keep him on board. All right, another guy I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, Alabama didn't sign a quarterback yet during the early signing period. They kind of loaded up last cycle with two great prospects, so it's, it's not a huge need, but I think most schools would prefer to add a quarterback every class if possible. And a guy that uh, Alabama is pursuing is James Foster. Uh, he's rated as a three-star by rivals, and I, I noticed – on your timeline, you tweeted out, uh, you know, he, he had uh, he was clearly watching Alabama's game against Clemson, and he was excited by the result. Uh, do you think he signs with Alabama, and and how hard do you think the Crimson Tide are pursuing him? Well, I think there's a chance. Uh, there's no doubt. You know, he's a good state prospect out of Montgomery. Uh, had a really good senior season, uh, over 2,000 yards passing. Uh, I think 31 touchdown passes. Uh, had another. Uh, I think 800 yards rushing, so really good senior season. And you know, he's been committed a few times now. I gave an early commitment when he was just a sophomore to North Carolina. Backed away from that decision, committed to Missouri. Uh, then backed away from his commitment to Missouri this this past football season when a lot of schools started showing a lot more interest in him. Like a lot of offers started coming through. Uh, started getting heavy attention from from schools like uh, LSU, Florida State, and of course now Alabama. Uh, he's been in regular contact with with Alabama offensive coordinator Coach Brian Dable, and so we'll see what happens there. You know, I'm not ready to say yeah he's going to be a part of Alabama's class because I think Alabama's still going to evaluate some other quarterbacks. So kind of you know, get back to the drawing board, see who's still out there, see who did not sign uh, on December twentieth, and kind of see who they can bring in and evaluate uh, still, not necessarily from a, uh, you know, still on the field standpoint, but from an off field standpoint, see if they can, uh, you know, see if somebody can understand their offense and uh, you know, see if they're gonna, they could be a good fit. So I would imagine Alabama will bring in a couple of quarterbacks, not just James Foster, uh, in January for official visits and then make a decision. I think they're, yeah, I think they feel like they can wait on James Foster. You know, he's, one of those guys who's probably going to wait until signing day to announce a decision. So Alabama decides, you know, a few weeks down the road, yeah, he's going to be our guy. You know, they can make a really hard press for him. And I think they could get him if, if they want to. 
Okay, another guy I was interested in uh, discussing with you is the five-star cornerback Patrick Sertan Jr. Obviously, his father, longtime uh, NFL DB. He's many assumed he's an LSU lean for a long time, but it seems like Alabama's you know heating up with him. Uh, how do you see that battle between Alabama and LSU, and and maybe a, another potential school with Patrick Sertan Jr. Well, Alabama needs defensive backs. There's no doubt about it. Alabama signed three uh, a few weeks ago, and they really need to get at least five in this year's recruiting class because they're going to lose five defensive backs uh, on the team, and that's really how many they want to replace them with. And I've heard talks that they could end up getting six defensive backs if they got the guys that they wanted. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to end up uh, getting to, uh, you know, really, you know, if they can, they really want to get the uh, their top guys and Patrick Sertain and also his teammate Tyson Campbell are two of Alabama's been two of Alabama's key targets from day one. And, and I've always felt like Alabama had a better chance with his teammate Tyson Campbell, who's also a Rivals 100 uh, cornerback. Uh, Tyson Campbell probably really high on Alabama, Miami, also likes Georgia. Uh, I think he'll probably take a visit to uh, to LSU. Uh, we'll see where all he ends up going in uh, in the month of January uh, before signing day. Patrick Sertain, you know, as you mentioned, everyone's always kind of assumed LSU has been the favorite, and I think they have been. I think they've been the favorite for a long time. But I think Alabama's really made a uh, major push for him over the course of the last few months. Uh, he made a visit to Tuscaloosa during the summer. Uh, he was back in Tuscaloosa during the season, and also attended Alabama's season opener against uh, against Florida State. So Alabama certainly has made up a lot of ground there. And, you know, they would love to get him on board. I mean, he's a big kid. He's six foot three, 190 pounds. Um, and same with Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell's a, a, you know, another elite cornerback. That's a big kid that Alabama, you know, Alabama loves these big cornerbacks. Six foot one, six foot two, uh, you know, over 180, 85 pounds. And, uh, you know, these are two guys that they feel like you know, could come in and play immediately. Another guy that you touched on, uh, obviously Jeremy Pruitt leaving for Tennessee. When we were discussing Quay Walker, you mentioned the relationship there. Uh, and there's several other prospects, including J.J. Uh, Peterson, Jacob Copeland. Those guys seem to have a very strong relationship with Jeremy Pruitt. How does Pruitt leaving affect this, this recruiting class and potentially others down the line, uh, in your opinion? Well, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, especially with uh, with these guys, that, as you just mentioned, Clay Walker, Jacob Copeland, J.J. Peterson. These are guys who have been recruited by Jeremy Pruitt for such a long time, and especially with J.J. Peterson and Clay Walker because they're defensive guys, they're linebackers. Uh, and they're, they're guys who uh, play the position that, that Jeremy Pruitt coaches. So, you know, that, that certainly can have a big effect. You know, long-term, I can't really see it having a, a major difference. Yes, Jeremy Pruitt's a great recruiter, uh, but Alabama always replaces guys with, with more, you know, with other recruiters. So they're going to be fine, and, and Alabama's still going to be Alabama. But in this year, um, you know, it can't affect, uh, you know, because of those relationships that, that those guys have with Coach Pruitt. Uh, Jacob Copeland, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, so you know, still recruited by guys like Michael Oxley and Coach Brian Dable. And Derek Ainsley has taken over his uh, his recruitment um, you know, instead of Jeremy Pruitt. So uh, I think Alabama still has a really good chance with Jacob Copeland. But uh, you got a lot of ground to make up with uh, with J.J. Peterson, who has recently said that Tennessee is now his favorite. 
Uh, been in Alabama lean throughout the entire process. Aaron McCrory goes to Tennessee, and now all of a sudden he's a Tennessee lean. But I think Alabama can get back involved with him, and, and they're going to really push for him uh, this month. And then with Quay Walker, as we already mentioned a little bit, uh, there's just, um, you know, he's still committed to Alabama, but I think Alabama's got some ground to make up there. Okay, another topic I want to discuss with you. I don't know if you saw this. I believe it was yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, he did an in-depth article on Kirby Smart. And essentially, you know, the thesis of his article was how Kirby Smart has managed to build Georgia up so quickly. And uh, there was a there was a juicy tidbit in there essentially saying Kirby Smart is out recruiting Nick Saban. And he used the example of a 2018 cornerback from Atlanta, Christopher Smith. Uh, he had quotes from Smith's father saying that Kirby Smart met him in person at least eight times during the recruiting period. And Nick Saban had only met uh, with the father of this prospect. They'd only met him once. And that just kind of was the difference there. Christopher Smith signed with Georgia. Um, I'm not sure how how badly Alabama wanted to sign him, but uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And uh, and do you really think, based on what we've seen, Kirby Smart is re- out recruiting Nick Saban, or is just is just just a one time thing for right now? Well, I wouldn't say it's a one time thing. I mean, there's no doubt that. That Kirby Smart is considered one of the uh, one of the premier recruiters in the country. Um, you know, when he was at Alabama, you know, you could argue that he was the best recruiter in the entire country, and um, and he's he's certainly done a good job. But in in Athens, since he's been at Georgia, and Georgia's got a lot of talent. I mean, you look at uh, the state of Georgia, and there is an abundance of talent in that state every single year. I mean, it's probably one of the top five, top three, uh, you know in terms of producing elite talent every single year. And, um, you know, I think that you know, there's a lot of talent in that state, and, and Kirby's done a good job of kind of sealing the borders so far. You know, he's been able to go out of state and get some elite players as well. But, you know, once he took over this uh, that Georgia program, he knew that he had to lock down the state of Georgia in, in, in order to, uh, you know, get elite players at, at you know, over in Athens, and I think they've done, done, done a really good job over there. Now, you know, has he beaten Nick Saban on the recruiting field for a few guys in this year's recruiting class? Yeah, absolutely, he has. And, uh, and Alabama's also beat, beaten Georgia for a few guys. And I think we're going to see this go go head-to-head for a lot of guys uh, between these two schools for, for several years to come. And I don't think, I don't think Kirby's going to dominate Nick Saban as much as people think he is. I think that, you know, Nick's kind of seeing what, what's going on this year. Uh, you know, Georgia's been able to get a few more guys than Alabama has in terms of head-to-head battles, but you know, I don't see Alabama going away anytime soon. Yeah, and it's like Jeremy Pruitt recently said, you know, if you're out of Tennessee, if you're out of Georgia, if you're out in Alabama, uh, you know, you're basically going to be recruiting all the same prospects because you expect those schools to compete at the highest level and that's just naturally going to happen. And, you know, no, no school is going to get every prospect. So that's bound to happen. I think, I think a little bit of that is, you know, Georgia obviously on this huge run. They're going to face Alabama. Those fans are kind of at an all-time high. So any kind of headline, Kirby Smart out recruiting Nick Saban, I, I understand why that kind of blew up yesterday. Oh, absolutely. And you look at, if you look at Alabama's recruiting class, Alabama, uh, if you look at, Several past recruiting classes. Alabama doesn't really make their living in the state of Georgia. They, you know, they never, they never really have. I don't think there's 
there may have been one class in the last 10 years where Alabama signed more than three players from the state of Georgia. You know, they've kind of gone all over, they really kind of go all over the country. And you look at Alabama's recruiting class right now, and, and most of the guys in the class weren't really considering Georgia. Alabama was going head to head with, you know, Auburn or, um, you know, Maryland or Ohio State or, um, uh, LSU, uh, you know, they weren't really going head to head with um, with Georgia with a lot of these guys. Now, you know, you look at Georgia's class. Yeah, there's you know three or four guys in there that Alabama was going head to head for, but uh, and uh, Georgia ends up winning out. But um, but Alabama kind of goes all over the country to get you know get their top guys. So, uh, they don't really have to worry about you know if Georgia wins the battle here and there. You know, Alabama's you know they hate and they missed on the guy, but they're not going to be too concerned. They're going to go on to the next guy. Okay, the last recruiting question I have for you. Uh, you know, leading up to the semifinal game, IMG running back Trey Sanders, a guy that many people project as the top running back in the nation for 2019, he decommitted from Alabama. Uh, do you have any read on, on why that would be, and is he still considering Alabama as a final option? Yeah, it was kind of surprising, uh, especially given the timing. They committed from Alabama just a few hours uh, prior to the game against Clemson. Um, you know, you, you don't really see that too often. Um, you know, he is a national recruit. He, you know, he's considered one of the best running backs, if not the best running back prospect in the country. And you know, there's a lot going on in the state of Florida right now. With, um, so Miami having having a, a really good year, and you know, with Mark Rick down there, uh, Florida State. New coaching staff with uh, Coach Willie Taggart. Um, of course, you have uh, a new coaching staff at Florida with uh, with Dan Mullen. So a lot of new faces uh, in the Sunshine State. And then uh, you know, he also likes Georgia. Uh, you know, that's going to be another recruiting battle. You know, between Nick and uh, and Kirby. Um, you know, I think he's just kind of wanting to reopen his recruitment, enjoy the trips. You know, he's got a lot of schools coming hard after him, and he wants to take as many visits as possible. And you know, without having the pressure of being said, oh, you know, I'm an Alabama commitment. You know, I don't need to go take take a visit here or there, and uh, you know, feel bad about doing it. So he reopened his recruitment, and Alabama's sure, surely going to continue to recruit him and and uh, and hope to get him back on board. But you know, for right now, he uh, I think he just wants to enjoy this recruiting process and not have any pressure on him. Okay, I can't let you go without uh, getting your thoughts on the title game. Uh, Alabama, as we record this on Wednesday afternoon, they're currently a four-point favorite over Georgia. Um, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot. You may not be ready to make a prediction, but uh, what are your, just your overall thoughts on the title game, and uh, does it make sense to you that Alabama is the favorite over Georgia currently? Well, I think so. After after watching Alabama play Clemson, you know, going into that Clemson game, I, I wasn't sure what what was going to happen. I kind of had a had a feeling that you know, Alabama had a chance, but at the same time, Clemson had just looked so dominant all season long. Alabama kind of sputtered down the home stretch, and uh, you know, got through some games and then got beat by Auburn. You you just weren't sure what what team was going to show up, and the team that played Florida State in the beginning of the season showed up against Clemson. So, you know, is that same team going to show up in the national championship? You know, this team's been in these type of games. Uh, you know, Georgia, even though they've been in the SEC championship and they went out to the Rose Bowl and won, you know, they have never been, in, you know, they've not been in the national championship since, uh, you know, since before I was born. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a long time since they've been in this type of situation. 
Herbie's been in this type of situation before, but these players haven't. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how they rise up to the challenge. Um, I think Alabama will win just because I, I think it would have been a more difficult time for them going up against Baker Mayfield, but they're going up against a similar foe uh, in terms of uh, schemes and the way they run the football and you know Alabama's ability to shut down the run. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think Alabama will win the game. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they'll win by four and a half. They could win by bill, win by field goal, but I see Alabama winning. I think you're going to see. I'd be shocked if you see any Georgia reporter uh, pick against Georgia, and I'd be shocked if you see any Alabama reporter pick against Alabama. I think everybody's probably going to go, um, you know, to the schools they that they cover and try to give their you know most expert opinion. But um, you know, I I think Alabama's got a good chance here. If Alabama plays the way they did on Friday, or excuse me, on Monday night, um, I, I think they'll win. Um, but you know, if they play like they did against uh, against Auburn or or Mississippi State, um, you know, they'll lose. Uh, that's just the way the way it's going to be. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I'm definitely going to be there uh, in attendance. So uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Well, speaking of the attendance, one last thing I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, obviously. We've all seen the ticket prices are astronomical for this for this game. As someone who's very plugged in to Tuscaloosa and the scene just in the state of Alabama, how many Alabama fans do you anticipate going to the game based on what you're hearing? Uh, do you think it's going to be overwhelming Georgia crowd there in Atlanta? You know, Alabama has kind of made Atlanta its second home through the years. I mean, from all the uh, SEC championships to the uh, to the season openers, uh, Alabama fans travel extremely well, and you know, there's a big Alabama presence already in, in the Atlanta area. So I expect Alabama fans to travel extremely well to the game. Of course, you know Georgia fans are, are certainly going to travel well, and there's going to be a a big, big uh, presence of uh, Georgia fans at the game. So it'll be very interesting to see because you know, pretty much every Alabama fan that I've talked to. Is, uh, is trying to find a way to get to the game, and you know it's an easy, it's an easy drive over from uh, you know from Alabama or wherever you may be to uh, to get to uh, to Atlanta for that game. So I expect that there's going to be a uh, you know, very strong presence of Alabama fans there. But you know, for it being a, a in-state game for for Georgia, you can certainly expect uh, Bulldogs to be well represented, and, and probably more than Alabama. Yeah, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But Alabama fans have always been uh, you know very very good about traveling to Atlanta and, and they've, they've usually um, you know there's usually been more Alabama fans there than, than anyone else so so we'll see how it goes this year Alright Andrew I just want to say thanks again I really appreciate you joining us uh, on the Saturday Down South podcast and for anyone out there who's not following Andrew already you gotta follow him on Twitter he's at Andrew J. Bone he works for Bam Insider, the Rivals Alabama site. Uh, thanks again, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. Great stuff there from Andrew Bone, the Alabama Insider. Once again, if you missed his handle there on Twitter, it's Andrew J. Bone. He's a must-follow for any Alabama recruiting fans out there. A final thought on the podcast here. It should be really interesting to see how Alabama responds to Georgia getting all this hype, not only on the recruiting trail, but obviously in the playoff. 
Uh, you know, that was definitely the more interesting game that played out. Alabama just kind of steamrolled Clemson, as Andrew noted. I'm really interested to see how that factors into this upcoming game. A lot of people hyping up Georgia. It's obviously in Atlanta. They're going to be getting, I think everyone's going to be picking them with that plus four. Uh, everyone outside of diehard Alabama fans, obviously. So we've seen in the past Alabama, when you count them out, that's kind of when they're at their most dangerous. I personally like Alabama to win this game. I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think it'll be a double-digit game by the end. Of the, by the end. Uh, so, I mean, that's my take on it, but it's still early in the process. Uh, and also, it'll be really interesting to see what prospects Alabama can close with, kind of close that gap with Georgia. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about Georgia doing so well in recruiting. That's essentially what Alabama's done for seven, eight years. So, uh, I mean, they're... Obviously, it's still the top dog until proven otherwise. And if Georgia really wants to take that next step, instead of talking about it, they're going to have to do something about it Monday night, and we'll see if they can. All right, that's going to do it for us on the latest Recruiting Down South, Saturday on South podcast. And as always, don't tweet recruits.